Are you ready? This is the Naughty Strawberry. Let's get weird. Aloha and welcome to the Naughty Strawberry. I'm Brittany. I'm Jackie. And we are doing another um, phone in. We don't have her in studio. So um, that is the sound difference here. But we're going to try to make it work way better than last time. We're trying to work out the kinks. So work in progress. But we have a special guest. Always, <laughs> Always special. a special guest. Um, we have a special guest today, Olive. And she is over there on the Skype machine, Olive. Hello. Hola. <laughs> so no video for this one, obviously, because yeah, no video, and especially but still we are to our Patreon. Uh, <laughs> we are protecting our sex workers as well. So yeah, no Ooh. video. Um, but Olive did want to talk a lot about her line of work, so I guess I already said why she's on the podcast. But um, we're gonna do what we always do, and we want uh, her to tell us her sex history, uh, what got her into what she's doing, and where she's at today. So, all right, hello. You have the so, floor. <laughs> um, I think the best way to start is just like some basic things to describe myself, which is I'm 29 years old. I'm a cis female. I'm white and Native American. Uh, I'm pansexual and uh, I'm a single mom and I'm a sex worker. So that's, oh, and I'm switch. Oh. So yeah, that just kind of wraps here. me <laughs> <laughs> A brief sex history, if you will. <laughs> that's who I am. <laughs> um, for the people that aren't that aware, define cis and define pansexual. Okay, so cis means that I was born a female and I live as a female. Mm -hmm. um, and pansexual means that basically I'm bisexual, except <laughs> that I am all-inclusive bisexual. Right, right. So that involves, you know, trans and mm -hmm. people who identify in all the fluid gender spectrums now. So Awesome. So that's where I'm at. Uh, um, and where have you been? <laughs> where have I been? <laughs> so I let's see I I was a very sexual child I guess when I was young a lot of like engaging in sex play as a child with friends and things like that um but I grew up in a pretty sexually repressive household so I mean I think that that's pretty normal for our generation yeah definitely. Uh, my parents are very religious so sex was just kind of like you just don't just don't do it until you <laughs> get married Abort stain, mission. Stain. <laughs> Just straight up stop that. So <laughs> don't start um, it. Don't do it. Yeah. So I mean, I got like some sex education from my mom, but it was very. Do you feel like you that know, made you like want to know more? Because what? Because, because of the like repression, did you feel like you were like, well, fuck, I want to do it now? No, I mean, no. it really just, it actually just ingrained, like, guilt in me that it right, took me yeah. a very long time to get to where I could enjoy sex. So I spent, you know, I lost my virginity when I was 16, but then I just felt fucking guilty about every time I would have sex until I think I was 24, mm -hmm. really. And I would keep doing it, but I would feel like, oh, this is bad and like I shouldn't I shouldn't be doing this so I kept it very vanilla and everything was very plain that's what until... I was gonna say is then you know of course you just keep it like religious the basics guilt. like <laughs> religious guilt Bas is the fucking the worst. basics 
put your yeah. pee here <laughs> and that's how that's gonna go <laughs> right and not a lot of like exploring what you like right. and things like that like I said, I'm a single mom, so I I, uh, I got pregnant when I was in high school, and I had my child when I was in high school, and just a funny little, like, all of ism is that I actually had my child before I had my first orgasm. Wow. Which I that's, think is a funny... That's a pretty uh, intense statement. <laughs> so wait, so let's just, like... let's just bust another myth that I've heard, is <laughs> that, like, you need to have an orgasm to get pregnant. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which is yeah, that's most, a no. One um, of the most ridiculous ones. Well, well, okay. Let me ask you this: Your uh, first orgasm with a person, or like, were you masturbating before that? Like, you knew what one felt like, or no? Never had an never. orgasm ever. I was one of those. I was one of those sixteen-year-old girls where I was having sex, and I was like, "Okay, I'm broken. I don't have a clitoris. Like, this is what I it is." Have. I was so positive. I didn't have a clitoris. I got. Uh, Seventeen magazine, okay, that oh, had God. like a picture of the vagina. Clearly, and... a good sex manual. <laughs> yeah. And I like put it out, and I got a mirror, and I got in front of the mirror, and I was like, "Okay, we're gonna find our clitoris today." And then I was like, "Okay, I've got it." So I got it. Why is it working? Like, <laughs> oh. Oh, so it was God. after I had my child that I started exploring myself sexually and was able to figure that out. But I. <laughs> I just think that that's a great, I don't know, way that how we bring up young girls and children yeah, yeah. that, you know, just don't just don't engage in any kind of sex, anything. And then surprise, you're a teenager and you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. And I, well, and I think uh, the fact that you did have a kid before you found that part of yourself is also because everyone teaches you that that is the end game of sex is is child like and it's not pleasure. So that's kind right. of crazy too, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it was just you just have sex to have sex anyway. So, and I don't. I I remember having sex and just being like, "Why is everyone making such a big deal out of this? Because it's not that great. Like, this is just not <laughs> <laughs> very enjoyable for me." But yeah. all right. Yeah, but that's now it's crazy. a whole new world. A whole new. World. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um. All right. So where you are now is. Um, living it up over there in all of land and uh, tell a little bit about the kind of work that you do right now and how you got there like how you stumbled into it and uh, started and um, because you do love what you do now I do I love I love all my jobs and I, I really fully believe in sex work like so passionately and it it really kills me when people like hate on sex work, hate on sex workers and hate on people who seek out sex work. That's what I hear a lot of is people hating men who, you know, go to sex workers. And it just, it kills me because I think it's such an important profession that's been around since the dawn of time. So, yeah. And, um, I, and I feel like the I, stigma, I feel like the stigma against men or women looking for sex work is that it's like, they're not capable of getting it elsewhere. And that's why they have to go pay for it. And well, that's been um, ingrained in people because they don't want sex work to be a thing. Yeah. Like, you know, because so. they just want you to hate yourself. And like, like, that's what people sell is products to like fix self-hatred. But like, oh, so <laughs> aggravating. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> it is. It's, it's so fucking annoying. Yeah. Um, 
So the way that I got into sex work was actually I was on an interview um, with, I have a day job, so I was on an interview to get that day job. And the man I was interviewing with is just a wonderful man I'm so grateful to know. And he was just like, have you ever tried webcamming? And I was like, well, this is strange. But um, no, I haven't. And he just started talking to me about it. He had a friend who did it. And I was like, well, that's really interesting. And he's like, well, let me know if you want me to hook you up with with her and she can tell you more about it and everything because I think that you would really be good at it. And I was like, okay. So... I kind of sat with it for a while, and like I said, I, I was fresh out of college, and I didn't have a job. So um, eventually, I was like, all right, sure, let me try. So I got hooked up with this site and started webcamming. And so I've been doing that for years, and even when I got I got a corporate job that matched my degree from college and all of that, I still was camming to make extra money on the side. And I just found so quickly that I absolutely loved it that it was just so fun for me to do. Um, and, and I just learned so much about myself doing that. So as time went on, I, I got my corporate job and all, then I got laid off recently. And when I got laid off, I'd actually always wanted to try stripping. And so it was not even really a big question in my brain when I got laid off that I was like, okay, well, this is what I'm going to do. So it was just a, door closed, window open opportunity. And I took it because I'm 29. So like, I'm basically like 75 years old in the sex worker (laughs) game. (laughs) So like, it's fucking now or never. I can always go back to what I was doing. No problem. It's always going to be there. But what, you know, dancing, I can't do forever. So yeah, but um, I feel you take good care of yourself and your body. Like, I feel like in this day and age, you could stretch that out for, you know, a good while. Oh, for sure. And you can (laughs) transition into other things, too, as far as sex work that just doesn't involve. But, I mean, I have one dancer friend, and she's 37, and she looks like she's fucking 24. It's it's insane. So it's just about how your body holds up, how you take care of yourself, and all of that. I I just want to make a statement right now that I fucking love strippers because no i think i that, love strippers no because i think that people people don't realize the athleticism that's involved oh, yeah. with it and i'm like every time i'm at a strip club like yeah obviously i'm looking at the naked women but i'm sitting there watching like how fucking oh, talented fuck. they are and i'm like holy shit like how do you do that <laughs> so i gotta give you mad props because i've seen you do stuff and you're fucking talented Fucking thank you. <laughs> you're damn right. In the club that are like, oh, you're not doing anything. Like, that's not even hard work. Or they're like, why are you sweating? And I'm like, I'm fucking gyrating all over the place. I want to your ass go do it. And eat, to be fair, all these people that are saying, like, you're not even doing anything. If they went out to the fucking club dancing for, like, an hour, they'd be winded. <laughs> and they're not even, like, climbing on top of shit. <laughs> I know, I know. I mean, we work, we work no less than eight hours typically. So it's eight hours of just constant walking and running and dancing and climbing bowls and sliding down and, like and even, driving all over people's hips. Even me, like, I go dancing and the next day my body hurts. And, like, <laughs> I go to the gym every day. Like, it's a completely, like, different oh, yeah. fucking thing. It's different muscles. So you said you work about eight hours um, in a night. What's your, like, if you had to average out, like, your hourly pay? What do you think that is? 
it is so different every night yeah all right so yeah. what's your what's your like minimum usually on a night like what do you like it's a, a slow day oh fuck like what would you pull in I mean, a slow day. Like, I worked a Monday. Oh. <laughs> oh, during the day. Because <laughs> I was just like, fuck, I don't know. Like, I need to make some I'm bored. <laughs> and I'm bored. So I went to see. And sometimes during the day, you get, like, the rich businessmen. And I actually met, like, a really wonderful sugar daddy that way. So I go every so often. And I'm like, let me see. Let me see. So um, I did that. And I made, like, $40. And what, so, I mean... <laughs> And what was funny about that was earlier that day, I had actually tipped a sex worker online because her club had been like run into by a car and oh I just think she's amazing and I just love her. So like I sent her some money and was like, you're amazing. I love you. I support you, blah, blah, blah. And I sent her $40. So then I went to work and made that money back. So I was like, okay. <laughs> Karma. Hey. Yeah. Karmic energy. Like I just made my 40 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, oh. you can do that, but then, I mean, I know girls at the club that make $7,000 in a night. That I is mean, still ridiculous. great. <laughs> like, for a night, yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, crazy. it's, that's one day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like, that's day. people's, like, two-week paycheck. Like, that's not. Exactly. Some people's yeah. monthly paychecks. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I, I obsessively check my finances to make sure that this is still, like, financially, you know, I have to support my family. So, yeah. I am obsessive about making sure that this is still financially smart thing for me to be doing. And, and it fucking is, I make so much more money than I ever made. And I was working three jobs and now well, I make my own, you know, I make my own hours all the time and I'm always here for my child. And it's just, mm -hmm. well, and that's, and that's the crazy part is people like hate on it, but clearly there is a market for it. Like <laughs> you hate yeah. on it, but you're making a fuck ton of money, you know? So it's that's crazy, so crazy. It's huge supply and demand. Mm -hmm. I mean, <laughs> and yeah. it's always going to be there, and it should always be there. Mm -hmm. Kind of transition, I guess, a little because you just said that you met uh, like a really nice uh, sugar, sugar daddy, sugar daddy, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> at the club. And so uh, I know you wanted to talk about that aspect of it as well, um, and we're curious to hear about it. Yeah, so um, my very first day at the club, I'm filling out my paperwork, and the one of the waitresses comes out, and she's like, oh, you're so cute, I know this guy, and I think that you're his type, because you're tall and red hair, and I think that he would like you, and I was like, okay, great, she's like, do you want to meet him? I'm like, okay, so she texts him to come in and see me. So he comes into the club, and this is my first day, first customer is this man, and he's just like, oh, here's all of this money. And he just throws all this money at me to just sit with him and talk with him and, you know, give him some dances and stuff like that. And then from there, um, he started coming um, pretty much every single day that I was working and seeing me. And he wanted to text with me and talk with me and all that. And so it just kind of grew into an actual relationship to where, you know, he was my sugar daddy. And people try and devalue these relationships because there's an exchange of money. And I just, it just blows my mind. Because, I mean, the, the men who give me money to spend time with them, on average, treat me so much better than any of the men that I have ever spent time with for free. For free, yeah. Because they really value you and they value your time and they're there investing in you and they want to be with you. Mm -hmm. So they're going to treat you respectfully. And there are always men who, they just want 
they just want company. They just want to be heard and um, they just want to express their feelings and have somebody be like, oh, yeah, no, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, we're basically therapists in our underwear is what, you know, they (laughs) (laughs) want us per se because that's that's what we do all night long. Mm -hmm. Um, What would you say, like, uh, kind of a ratio is to like, you know, you doing that versus just like dancing for someone do you feel like most a lot of the time it is people that um come in there just for company because they don't have that anywhere else yeah i get a lot of people i don't know the ratio but i get such a vast but more than most people would think that it is clearly because yeah I think most people think that it's just a bunch of horn dogs that come in and they just want to try and like take advantage of you and touch you where they can't touch you and lick you where they can't lick you and, you know, and try and, and try and ask you out on dates and try to fuck you in the champagne room. Like <laughs> I, that, that's a common misconception of what it's like to go into a strip club. Um, and it's just, that's not the clientele that I have encountered. Of course there are some people like that. There right. are, yeah, you yeah. know, but there's people like that in my day job. There's people like yeah, that when I'm industry. walking down the street. Oh, really. yeah. I was going to say the majority of those people aren't spending their money to be jackasses. Like, they're just doing it out in the real world. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, just so I will get a lot of people who they just want to talk. I've had, you know, men pay you just to sit down and chat with them. Men pay you. I've had men pay me to hug them for songs instead of instead of dancing so I just sit on their lap and hug them or or they want to like be cradled you know with their head on your chest kind of thing and like just have you hold them oh I get a lot of uh, men who ask me for parenting advice because I am I'm open about the fact that I'm a parent and I'm a sex worker so I they'll ask me for sex positive parenting advice which is funny (laughs) and uh, because I'm an older woman and I have an older child, I get a lot of men who have younger children than me. And so they're like, oh, well, let me ask you about this and have you experienced Aww. this and all that. So I can transition very quickly from, you know, giving somebody a really great sensual lap dance into <laughs> like, so how did you talk to your child about masturbation? I'm like, oh, okay, well. Well, something that I'm curious about is um, how you do deal with this with having a kid. Like, what does he think you do for a job and how do you talk to him about this kind of stuff? Right. I uh, am very in the closet about my work because, like I said, my family's very religious Mm -hmm. and it would not go over well. And there's no need for me to cause that kind of pain to my family because they just wouldn't understand it. So, unfortunately, that bleeds into my child because, you know, children have big mouths and they can't (laughs) keep secrets. So, um, he thinks I do other things. He knows my day job, so he understands that. And then he thinks I have another job. Um that would involve like working for tips that would explain like why I have just cash. Cash, Yeah. So so that's been working. It has been funny though, because he's older and he's into a lot of rap music because that's the music. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we both love Cardi B because we love Cardi B. And so it brings up a lot of conversations about stripping and I've been just kind of tiptoeing around this with him a lot Uh to try and, you know, cause he's, he's, lives in America and he is just, you know, very anti-stripping like everybody, like every child. And, um, I like, I have a pole in my home as people know, and I pole dance anyways for fun. And I did that before I started Mm -hmm. stripping. When I got the pole initially, he was like, 
you know, oh, that's embarrassing. My friends are going to think you're a stripper. And I'm like, well, I'm not. And (laughs) so I'm just, you can just tell them I'm using it for fitness and yoga. And and it's really not that weird. It's very common. And, but. Which isn't, which isn't a lie. (laughs) Which isn't a lie. Everyone, I feel like has a fucking pole now. Like it's. Yeah, it is so common now. Um, But I'm like, but, you know, there's nothing wrong with being a stripper. And then it opens up this weird conversation of he's like, oh, that's gross. And, like, those people are perverts. And isn't that nasty? And all that. And he'll ask me, he's like, would you ever be a stripper? And I'm like, um, you know, I don't know. But I don't think, I don't think that there's anything wrong with it. And I'll go into how all the positive things that I love about sex work and why I believe in it and that people need to be touched. And I'll explain to him, you know, there are people out there who need to be touched. And I've experienced times in my life where I thought I was going to kill someone if I just didn't get somebody to just give me some positive physical human contact. Right. Mm -hmm. So I totally understand that side of it. And that's a horrible place to be where you really just need that oxytocin. And so I'll explain that to him and, explain to him that I've been there and that people sometimes don't have people in their lives to give them positive physical touch or they don't know how to ask for it or they they're just kind of socially awkward and they they have a really hard time making connections with people and that strip clubs are a great place for people to go and get that from from women all over Mm -hmm. so that's a great way (laughs) describe it yeah and um I really like the way that you say you put it to him because I'm sure it's very frustrating for you trying to uh, covertly battle all the shit that he hears and brings back to you because obviously he had to get those beliefs somewhere. And, um, you know, besides you, everything else around him is like, oh, just reinforcing the other side of it. So... Right. And like I said, how I grew up, like just feeling guilty about my sexuality and my sexual appetite and all of that. I never want him to feel that way because that's awful. And it's such a waste of time to waste any of your years feeling like you're bad because you're a sexual being. Like we're all fucking born sexual beings. It's okay. So, I mean, I'm that weird fucking mom that I'm like just walking by and I'm like, masturbation's normal. It's fine. And he's like, mom, fucking not. Well, he is uh, he aw. is at that age, right? So if you're 29, he's what 13, right? Yeah, so he's, he's so yeah, he's at that age where he's gonna be he's close to having sex if he you know like yeah. <laughs> and he like we've had conversations about porn and he's like, oh, that's disgusting and that's bad and how would how could anyone you know watch that and that's nasty and I'm like, okay, so <laughs> let's talk about porn because it's not bad now it is illegal for you to watch it because you're not 18 so (laughs) you can't do that until you're 18 but i just want you to know that it's like watching star wars it's a fantasy film um oh my god (laughs) it's not real life but it's very important and i guarantee that you are going to get to a point in your life where you are going to want to watch porn and he's like oh that's disgusting i'm like okay but it's not but okay (laughs) You feel that way now. <laughs> do you think he does, or do you think he's playing it cool because it's mom? Like, I yeah, I know, right? I can't tell. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm I'm pretty crazy about it because I want to know. And I want to know. We I have a very open. I feel like we have a pretty open line of communication, so I try to just I I just take the approach that I answer all the questions as they come, age appropriate, and I never I never put anything off. So he was like. 
what's uh what does giving head mean and i'm like okay well, well um, here we go <laughs> here we go and i start every conversation with like this is about sex and it might make you feel awkward so are you sure you want to do this right now and he 100 percent of the time he's like yes i need to know huh. like okay and i'm much i'm much happier to tell him than to have some little asshole at school tell yeah. him yeah and yeah. tell him like the wrong thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh man. Well, I am 100% on board with your parenting techniques. Yeah. Like <laughs> I really love it. I hope that the parents that listen to this podcast really like pick up a lot Wait, from the I mean... way you talk uh to your child and especially a child um like he is a male. So, you know, it's not like a girl bonding thing. It you have to bridge that gap too and I really hope that people listening do pick that up and appreciate what you're saying. Yeah. Right, right. And it's and it's awkward because he's a boy and I'm not. And so there are, <laughs> you know, things where he's like, oh, my God, I don't want to. But like, <laughs> I don't want to do it. So we got to talk about it. Aww. But it's interesting because I didn't reach my like being comfortable with my sexuality until I was already like 24, 25. And he was already grown. So I feel like I unintentionally put some of that kind of stuff in his brain anyways so now i'm kind of trying to battle Rework what I it. Did, which is like such a weird place to be because there you know people are always saying how when you have a kid when you're a teenager that you know it's awesome because you grow up with your kid and it is but but this is a weird thing that i'm like this <laughs> is this is not ideal that i grew up this way with him well yeah because some of the stuff you're like fun- figuring it out at the same times and it's like you know i should already know this to be able to tell him about it and... yeah <laughs> right. but yeah. i don't i mean we really have both grown up together so much that we're just constantly trying to figure out how to live life and i'm and i'm very open with him about that too is i always tell him like hey i don't know what i'm doing i've never had a 13 year old boy before <laughs> i've never been a 13 year old boy before so we're just both figuring this out as we go that's great. so <laughs> yeah and I feel like most parents are just, like, scared to, like, say that to their kids because they want to be the the end-all, be-all of authority. And so, like, to say that is, you know, it's a pride thing. And I really like that you don't take that route because I feel like that just creates them being more secure. And that's why we have so many people right now who don't know who they are because no one ever told them, like, it's okay to not really ever fucking know what you're doing well because i think just in general (laughs) people are afraid to admit like just at all like no one can ever like fess up to just not having their shit together or not knowing what's Mm. going on and and majority of the world has no fucking clue what they're doing and if we all just like we don't know what we're doing (laughs) if we all just like accepted that we could go about life a lot better Yes, yes. I don't feel like, I mean, I don't think it was until two years ago that I was like, oh, nobody knows what they're doing. It's not just <laughs> I me. get it yeah. now. <laughs> it's like, it's being... up, I for sure thought my parents just had everything under control. And, <laughs> nope. and that really messed me up because I was like, why don't I? Why don't I know what I'm doing? So with my oh. child, I'm like, nobody, we, none of us know. We don't yeah. know. We're all my mother is 63 out. years old, and I'm fully aware that she still doesn't have her shit <laughs> under control. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, I mean, something I did want to talk about and how um, it's affecting you is um, <coughs> the FOSTA-SESTA uh, whole shebang that's going on and affecting sex work, sex workers especially. 
um, if you would like to touch on that, how you, how it's affected you personally, um, if it has at all yet. And, um, yeah, I mean, obviously you are in the sex work industry, so you also know how it's affecting your peers as well. Mm -hmm. Um, right. So yes, FOSTA, first, first of all, I don't know anything. I'm not a lawyer in any of that. So this is just else like how it is affecting me and my peers uh -huh. and what I have done my own personal, you know, research online about, but, um, yeah, FOSTA is a bill that was put into effect that is supposed to be an anti-sex trafficking bill, which sounds awesome. Everybody mm -hmm. is against sex trafficking. Sex trafficking is the worst, most horrific thing you could imagine. So mm -hmm. I understand why a lot of people are behind it and a lot of people supported it, but it, it was just kind of a lie of a bill right. um, that was used to actually target consensual sex workers. So yes, prostitution is illegal, but I mean, should it be? I don't personally think so, but mm -hmm. it is. So what they did was create this bill to try and make it seem like they're saving sex trafficking victims when what they're really trying to do is just shut down the, all of the prostitution. I mean, um, so what it, what it did was it initially shut down, you know, a bunch of sites online. So backpage.com is gone, um, that sex workers use to advertise and to share information among themselves. Yeah. I had a few people message me about Backpage um, when that happened. So, yeah. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's gone. Craigslist Personals is gone. Mm -hmm. Yes, that you know, too. Uh -huh. The Reddit links are all gone. The Reddit pages on sex work are gone. Um, now, like, Twitter is shadow banning sex workers. And not even, not even necessarily, like, escorts or full-service sex workers, but um, just webcam models or porn yeah. stars well because they're flagging for certain keywords and it doesn't matter you know what the fuck you're talking about right mm -hmm. right well didn't facebook start uh monitoring some stuff too and instagram like all of the social media oh, yeah. sites have started doing that yeah they've blocked um like a lot of tags and things and then they'll just completely block your account if you use these tags i mean like tags like send nudes is is solicitation that's solicitation yeah and so now under fosta they just can't allow it and the they have cornered the internet companies so that they're all just trying to cover their asses they just don't want to get shut down like Backpage is completely yeah. gone right they don't nobody wants that for their own company mm -hmm. so they have to block anyone and everyone not just sex workers who who are using these phrases or you know sending sexual content to other people and it's just i mean it's really fucked for sex workers and then it's fucked for civilians so the way that it's <laughs> fucking up sex workers is that um they can't share content anymore uh, the internet has been a wonderful thing for sex workers because it has helped them get off the streets, get online, and be able to keep themselves safe. So there are bad bad date sites that have been taken down that, that uh, sex workers share among themselves of Johns who are abusive or mm -hmm. you know, that, threaten, that threaten them, and that's awful. Now they have no way of knowing that. Well, so, <laughs> and like I also texted uh, you the other day was that they really, if their goal was to help sex trafficking – getting off the internet was not the answer because that has helped them track so much sex trafficking and they're not going to do the groundwork to go out there and, and actually stop it in the streets, like where it will be now. So, uh, yeah, it really does fucking suck. Right. 
It really does. I mean, because you think that, I mean, a pimp is going to pimp. A pimp's going to pimp no matter what. You take the pimp out of the internet, it doesn't matter. The pimp's just going to put his girls on the street. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be, it's, you know. But also, I mean, if you think that the majority of sex trafficking was happening on Backpage.com, like, you're a fucking idiot. It's happening in the dark web. That is not being... Mm -hmm affected by FOSTA. So it's still happening. And if you think that it's not fucking happening up in Washington, D.C., among oh, all yeah. the politicians and uh-huh. all the motherfucking celebrities in Hollywood, like if they're not the biggest culprits of sex trafficking, I mean, please. Yeah. It's, it's just it's just ridiculous. Um, yeah. I, we, we went down that conspiracy route briefly the other day. But, um, <laughs> like, oh, I, can't do it. Can't do it. Gotta stop. Gotta stop. Um, <laughs> Horrible, but, I mean, but it's true it's true and that's why it's horrible and um uh, i remember you were saying that you know if there's people offering like what did you say 25 grand uh for yeah, like i think it, it was i can't remember the exact yeah numbers. for like information of any like just... politician using sex work like it's getting bad okay. because you know <laughs> but not a has come forward because I mean if you think you ain't gonna, gonna yeah, end gonna up dead mysterious <laughs> death oh yeah I was walking was and before. I spontaneously combusted right after I leaked my yeah like come on yeah <laughs> come on completely you will disappear nobody will find you without a trace so I mean no one has come forward but um, the FOSTA while affecting the sex workers online it's also affecting sex workers offline I mean it's pushing full-service sex workers onto the street, right? So now, I mean, not only are they not able to advertise online and, you know, check their people online, but, I mean, some people are really having to go back out onto the street and get into cars with strangers and, and live their lives that way. And it's fucked because these are marginalized people that are typically using sex work as a means of survival. Mm-hmm, and this is yeah. what they have to do. Well, Trans yeah. or queer youth you know, that this is what they're doing to live their lives. So they have no choice but to go out on the street. And well, it's a bill that already has a body count. Like, I want to know how many people, how many sex trafficked victims they have saved because I know that they have caused... I need a tally sex- chart. <laughs> I know. Because um, they have caused sex workers to be murdered. They have caused sex workers to commit suicide because they feel like their lives are out of control and they have no other means of making a living. Uh, yeah, and I was going to, you know, say that, you know, going back to the streets results in, like, a fuck ton of things. But, you know, what else is on the streets? Like, hard drugs. And they're already, like, going through some fucking shit because you took away everything, you know, ha- their means to make money. And then you have them susceptible to, okay, now I'm doing something illegally out in the open and I'm going to get picked up by a cop. Now you have these people that are just trying to make a fucking living in jail. <laughs> like... Like I just, yeah. I just never understood what the what the um like why this has anything to do with politics or laws or anything. Like I've ne- I've always been a firm believer of like anything pertaining to your body or like what you personally do shouldn't be something that we vote on, and it shouldn't right. be something that is in politics at all. Because who is it affecting other than the people that are like independently doing these things it's not negatively affecting me if i'm not involved in it it's not negatively affecting you if you're not involved in it like why the fuck does it matter if you guys want to go get paid for sex and why does it matter if you want like it's so stupid and it like boggles my mind that this is something we even discuss 
Like when there's so much other shit going on <laughs> that we need to be worried about and this is what they want to waste their time and resources on? It's a distraction, Pugs. <laughs> and they're targeting sex workers because nobody gives a fuck about whores. Nobody gives a fuck. So they're starting with the sex workers. And I, I read this great article where the headline said that sex workers are the canaries of the free speech coal mine. And it's so fucking true because we're all like cheap, cheap motherfucker and nobody is listening. That this <laughs> right. Is not but then when it comes to, to their fucking. Yeah. Oh, I mean, when <laughs> you have a government and internet companies that they have to tell you what it, how it is acceptable for you to sexually express yourself. That is not, that is not okay. And that's what FOSTA is doing. Mm -hmm. It's telling not just sex workers, but everyone how you can express your sexuality. And that's, that's all kinds of wrong. Well, the, the war on anything never fucking worked. First of all, <laughs> right. And you know, people aren't going to give a shit until it gets so bad where, you might not be able to express your political opinion online anymore. And then shit's going to fucking hit the fan and everyone's going to say, Oh shit. Wow. Yeah. Maybe I should have paid attention when <laughs> I was trying to dictate who could have sex for money and who couldn't. Right. So. And who can just talk about sex online or who can send sexually explicit material to people and who can't. I mean, I got kicked off of, but PayPal, like way back in the day, for just for doing my webcam job and accepting money via PayPal, and that's oh not God. illegal. It's not illegal at all to do yeah, that. Yeah. But just they don't fucking want sex workers on their shit. That's not just none of that, and it it just blows my mind. I think it's partially like jealousy, or like you know, it's just. It's like, oh, you're making all this money for essentially doing nothing. Like, I know that sounds shitty the way I say it, but I think it's a way of like. Well, like, for being able to have control over like. So, yeah. And it's like, but it's like, OK, like webcam, like you don't have to see people. You don't have to like actually interact with anyone. You can go on your camera and do your thing in your own home, in your own environment. Like and then you make money off of it. Like, why do they care other than that? They're like they're jealous. That yeah. They're like <laughs> you're making all this money <laughs> just because. Well, yeah, because they don't. Yeah, they, it makes it yeah. makes no sense because it's not illegal, so it's very confusing. Yeah, and but and they do they when they when they kick you off of PayPal, they seize everything that's in your PayPal account. Oh, so wow. if you leave money oh in there, I don't thank God I would take it out like every yeah. single night. <laughs> but if you leave money in there, and I've had, I know girls that this has happened to, they just completely take all of your money, and that's it, and you can't do anything because you violated their terms and conditions. So, I was gonna say, is that even legal for them to do that? Because that's your property like it is because when you sign up for paypal it says that you cannot use paypal for any kind of sex work illicit basically. behavior but yeah. um, <laughs> how do they know it's uh for that i don't know i think because obviously my paypal was under my my olive um i i think either somebody reported me like a mad person on on webcam reported yeah. me or they I, they were just like why is this bitch getting this money for like nothing every day? Like random ass bitches sending this bitch money. Like why? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder how PayPal regulates if it's like a bank where, you know, when there's too many transactions or too much money flowing through, they get suspicious and they just kind of look into it. But I think, I think someone like reporting you is probably more likely because I don't think they would even think well, to look right. at you unless someone like pointed you out and said, look, right. 
yeah, that's what I think probably happened is that somebody got mad at me on my on my site for whatever reason. <laughs> I mean, I'm a bitch, so I don't I don't, I don't um, put that past that to happen. But uh, so. Uh, there was something you wanted to talk about you when you said I'm a bitch. I don't care. Uh, reminded me of it. Um, <laughs> you wanted to talk about something to do with the Donna Natrix role. No. Yes. Yes. So yeah. So am I remembering my memory? Yes. Oh my god. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I'm a femdom, and, and yes! I said I was bitch. I was bitch. But uh, so I started as a sub because I think that's pretty normal for most women to start as a sub anyways. And then I I grew into a dominant and I just fucking love it so much. <laughs> and and I found that out about myself from working on webcam. And I found out about myself that I'm also a fin dom, which is a financial dominatrix. And that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can that, we talk yes, about this? Yes. <laughs> it was so I like I'm so grateful for webcamming for it opening me up to this world that like I didn't know that I was really interested in until you know like I'm a I'll try anything twice type of person so when I started dabbling in it I was like oh this is so hot oh my god I love this so I'm so happy that this is a part of my life now and it's all thanks to sex work for me so is that is that a lot of what you do in the webcamming is um, femdom stuff or yeah so the webcamming i started um i'm a pretty or i'm kind of muscular so i the type of site i was on was for muscular women and so what happens when you get men with a muscle fetish is they tend to be pretty submissive men so i started on the side and just kind of meeting submissive men who wanted me to dabble in femdom and stuff and that was fun and then one day I got an email from a man who said he found me and he liked me and he wanted to be my submissive and he wanted to be my pay pig, which is a man who gets off on just sending you money for nothing, basically, which is like everybody's <laughs> I dream. I mean, I don't know. Is that every human's dream? <laughs> I want, that's what I need. Anybody want to be my pay pig? call me up it's fucking and i was already like you know i knew what that was and so when i this man contacted me i was like this is everything i've ever wanted absolutely i do want you to be any man that's like i'm a pay pig i'm like oh yeah oh okay come come to me immediately well my name's olive how you doing uh we're gonna be best friends okay so uh i i entered into a relationship with this man on the internet and i mean he was just like some fucker you know who emailed me and then some fucker who was on my website and whatever i don't fucking care i don't know who you are and then when i finally saw him i was like oh my god this is like an actual attractive man (laughs) and um and so i was just physically attracted to him anyways and he was my age and and he opened me up to this world of being a dominant that i have really dug and we've been doing this now for two years in, oh, wow. in real life or just on the internet it started on the internet so he lived up north and i lived south and uh we just had a fully internet relationship for for many months and then his sister come to find out actually lives in my town which is very weird because <laughs> yeah. he told me you know oh i have a sister who lives in this town and i was like that's my fucking town what so um he came down to see her and when he came down to see her we met in person and then 
we had, you know, an online relationship uh, after that because he went back home. And then he recently actually moved down here. So now he's here in person with me all the time. Well, you know. And so now we have an in-person relationship also, which is pretty awesome. Now, this is just, um, is this isn't monogamous? Like, you guys, it's not, do you do other things? <laughs> right. Other, no, other people? I personally don't believe in monogamy for myself. Uh, I believe in it for other people. And, you know, everyone do what you fucking want to do. But yeah. for me... I don't, I don't believe in it at all. So it's just not my thing. Um, well, because this, this is one of the things I wanted. I said this was one of the things I wanted to discuss. Also, is like dating while doing sex work. Yeah, yeah. So I don't believe in monogamy and like just fuck you if you want me to be monogamous. That's just kind of my <laughs> take on it. So like, I mean, you can go fuck yourself. I'm not gonna do it. Mm-hmm. So he, um, with him because he is, you know, my sub and everything. He's just, he's okay with it because right. he has That's to. what you want, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he has to. <laughs> he's monogamous, but I'm <laughs> He's <not>. monogamous. <laughs> so that's just kind of how that is right now. But I mean, on the flip side, I think about it a lot. And I mean, I view him as, it's funny because, you know, we are equals and, and we talk about things as equals, but there's also this side where, I mean, he's my property. Right, yeah. So- I own you, and I would. I don't like other people playing with my things, so like you can't. You just can't unless I okay it. <laughs> so we've got to talk about it beforehand. But but, but I, you're my I, property, I also, so I feel like I could be okay with it. It's just we would have to figure out, you know, some rules and boundaries for him. As far as me, I just do whatever the fuck I want. And, well, uh, see, but, that you know, that's the Dom way, is you got to be okay with it, but under your rules, and then it's your rules, and then, yeah, yeah. And right. doesn't matter. <laughs> um, so, so in, in dating in the real world, like, not someone that you've met on the internet, if you just, like, meet a guy or whatever, um, are you usually pretty open with uh, telling people off the bat what you do, or do you kind of, like, hold that in until you, like, get to know the person, or how does that go? Well, as far as, okay, there's two sides of it. So as far as the doming part, I'm pretty open about that. Cause like, if you don't, if you're not going to let me put it in your ass, like I'm just not really interested in <laughs> spending time with you. I'm just not. Well, that's good. Uh, so thing. first thing, can I put it in your ass? No. Okay. Well, <laughs> goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye. I, I went through a period where any man that would ask me out, I'm like, okay, but like, I want to put something in your butt. So is that okay? And they're like, no. And I'm like, okay, then goodbye. We're not going to get along. <laughs> now I'm at a place where, and when a man asks me out in the world, I'm like, okay, well, it's $300 to go on a date with me. <laughs> so if that's cool, then we're cool. And if not, then goodbye. You can go fuck yourself. So basically you're not really into the dating scene right now. <laughs> <laughs> she is uh, for uh, money, for, for money. money. Yes. <laughs> On the contrary, I'm very in the dating scene. <laughs> only date for fun. But for work, basically. It's work. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so you got to just reframe your dating mindset, Pugs. <laughs> Well, but that's, that's the not, answer see, now but for money. But okay, <laughs> in my brain, how it works is if you're going on a date for money, it's work. It's not a date. Like it's not like you going out oh, no, to no, have no. fun. No, on like the I mean, con- yes, it could be no. fun. I know it could be fun. On the contrary, <laughs> I think it's it's more of a gamble to go out for free because then <laughs> well, yeah. you get nothing for it if it's a shitty time. Like 
Exactly. I mean, you, I've had shitty dates. I've had so many shitty dates for free that it's like, why? Why am why? I doing this? I would rather get paid to go on a shitty date. <laughs> just go do that shit for free. This is um, eye-opening, Pugs. I, we gotta talk after. Maybe, maybe, I, maybe I won't get stood up anymore if I charge him. <laughs> See? <laughs> oh fuck! Be like, oh, you want to take me out on a date? Okay, three hundred dollars. I'll, I'll schedule you your appointment for this. <laughs> Uh, I know uh, you, you were talking about how you get a lot of married men, and I thought that was so funny because I do too, of course. Yeah. And I mean, most of the men I date are fucking married, and it's just. Speaking of, that... I just got a text from one right now. <laughs> he <laughs> heard his ears, his ringing. ears ringing so badly. Huh. Personally, like I love dating for money because it is so open, and everyone understands who they are and what they're doing and what this relationship is, and that's. I, I just love that. Like, there's really no games with it. Yeah. It's, we're going out, and you're paying me for my time, and I'm a fucking delight. I'm a wonderful <laughs> conversationalist. I dress like a dream. Like, I will look at you like you're the sun and the moon, and I will make you feel like oh you're the sun Oh, my God. I love you so much. And then, and then we part ways, and, it's, and that's great. And I won't, like, blow up your phone and text you all the time, and, you know. This is what you want. <laughs> that's why you're so quiet. You're plotting. You're like, yeah. I was just reading the text message that the, the opening line is, how are my girls today? Yeah. My girls. Yeah. No, not your girls. Your girls have, are at home with a ring on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll take $300 for text today. And um... <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you from now on, if you want a picture, I need some money first. Yeah. Pay Tommy. me. Pay Tommy. me. Oh, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is not a free nude around here. Nope. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we are indeed winding down to the end of our podcast. We've been having yeah. so much fun. It ran by so fast. Um, is there anything, any final thoughts or... Or any store, anything? Advice or... <laughs> thoughts, comments, concerns. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I mean, I have a lot more to say. Go, keep going. Keep I going. will... Uh, Seriously. Try and... If you got more to say, keep going. I mean, um, we are okay. here. So I have all these. You have, have all these things. <laughs> I have so many all thoughts. These things I've written down. Lay it I on mean, us. Oh, because I, you know, uh, we've had podcasts that go pretty long and we're talking about literally nothing. So I, I would rather you keep talking about important <laughs> things <laughs> because, um, uh, it's it's really. I think the people are really gonna love to hear you talk. So, anything else that you have to say? What you okay. Uh, well, um, let's see. As far as like being a dominant now, uh, it has you know I don't know. It's boosted my confidence in such a way, and it's opened me up to all these new things that have been so wonderful. I've I've been so grateful for it. Um, if anyone has any questions about being a female dominant, I am definitely here to talk about it. Um, and I love all the like humiliatrix side of it and the financial domination side oh, of yeah. it. And I know <coughs> does the financial dom, um, does that go anywhere for you besides, you know, the whole dating for money? Like, uh, explain that because I know pugs has been questioned that a few times, the financial dom. Yeah. Yeah. So what's, what's funny about it for me is, I mean, when I started getting money doing webcam, 
I was like, fuck, this is so hot to get money for just existing. And I really tried to like psychoanalyze myself as to like why I'm like this. And I think I'm a very cheap person and I'm very frugal. So I think the idea of people just being like, fuck, I'm throwing money all over right? you or just doing absolutely nothing is what like turns me on. And it's so much more validating than you know, you're beautiful and you're sexy and I love you. And <laughs> but like where's all the money? You're worth jack shit to me, please. Like, say it with money. Um, so, also, I know sometimes people will, you know, tell people to what to do with their money. But uh, you, on that end, are just like, make it rain on me and that's sexy and, you know. Yeah, I will, like, I like to bleed their, bleed them of their money. So, like, you have to give me your money. You have to give me your money. Um, I recently went on a date with a man who was into financial domination, and we had, like, a cash meet. So we went out, and um, we had lunch, and it was awesome. And then I was like, okay, so we're going to go to the ACM now. And um, that was who I was telling you about that wanted a sweet sweet dom and i was like i don't know how to but yeah yeah <laughs> i don't know how to remedy that situation <laughs> but i'm very much like you're a fucking loser give me your fucking money and like it's like I'll he wanted you me. he wanted you to like tell him what to do but be nice about yes, it yes yes <laughs> like he was like specifically he told me don't call me a loser because i'm not a loser and it'll just take me out of it and i was like okay so he just wants like a cute girl to be like don't you want to give me money? Like, aren't I worth it? And aren't I so cute? And, you know, and he likes, um, he likes to be called weak. Like you're a weak man and you can't, you know, control yourself around me and all that. So we had lunch and then we went to an ATM and he gave me his debit card and he just maxed it out, just completely maxed out his, his debit card at the ATM and gave me all the money right there. That is fucking insanity. <laughs> right? God and it damn. was so, it's, like, it's just so fucking hot. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't think I would do anything else. Like, fuck having a job. Like, just. Yeah. It's amazing. I, lo- I, like, I just love it. <laughs> that is wild. Oh God. How do I find these people? <laughs> Seeking on seeking arrangements.com. Oh, so here we're back to seeking arrangements. Here we go. It all starts. <laughs> Gotta go make there. a profile. <laughs> oh, that, yeah. So seeking arrangements has been awesome. It is now threatened by FOSTA as well, of course. You know, there's all of these rumors that there's like cops on there, which I'm, there are anyways, because there's ways that you can there say There's always it's cops on these fucking websites. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're fucking, I know, but. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Hmm. What was I gonna say? I lost it. Seeking arrangements. Cops. I said, "How do you find?" Oh, how do you find these guys? That was what we were talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Seeking arrangements. Uh, I tried on FedLife to find some, but there's so many fucking females on there that you know want a pay pig that you really can't. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck. I'm one in a million over here. (laughs) Yeah, you can't break in. Like, there's no way. I, I don't know how anybody does that. Um. Uh, so I'm, my memory's not that great. Okay. So webcamming is what you did first then. Right. Like first. Yeah. So, and so that's the connection I was going to make was, um, the other, our friend Jen who, uh, was on and she was a cam girl and like everyone loved her podcast the most pretty much out of every podcast we've done. And I think that's going to be the same thing here. And that's funny to me because clearly like this route intrigues so many fucking people because it's it's 
being sexual without like really having to be sexual i think like i feel like it's baby steps to doing sex work because it's technically sex work but you don't have you, to put in right you're like there's a boundary there. yeah, yeah like and they're there you're it, you're in front of a computer screen it's not in real life so it's much easier for people i think to swallow like hey i'm doing sex work well and i but... like, and like she said i think it it makes you more aware of you and more comfortable with you and then that just like transitions to absolutely everything that she's doing now yeah uh, you know right so so, so yeah, when you made me, made me more confident and comfortable in all areas of my life and i'm so much better at telling people to go fuck themselves <laughs> and standing up for myself and doing all of that and i have really enjoyed being a stripper for those same reasons is that I'm so in control of myself. I make my own rules. I do what I fucking want in the club. It's completely safe to tell some man, like you can actually go and kill yourself immediately. Right. Right. <laughs> and you're not going to get in trouble. Right. Whereas like, if you work at fucking Macy's there, <laughs> but you're going ma'am, to, ma'am, could you not tell her? <laughs> you're going to encounter the same fucking men that say bullshit to you yeah. or, you know, that touch you inappropriately, but you can't do anything. But in, in the strip club, you can. But also, I mean, I have had, I have such wonderful experiences with people as a dancer. And it's one of the things that I really treasure. And I have such these great moments with people where, where I get to touch them and we have such an intimate bond. And then, and then we part ways. But it's such, I love having these beautiful, like, bubble moments with human beings. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's so special to me. Like, last night, just last night. Um, I was working and this girl came in and I looked and I saw this girl and it was like fucking angels. I was like, fuck, <laughs> this bitch is beautiful. And women in the strip club are annoying as fuck. So you typically don't really talk to them or mess with them <laughs> unless they come to you. Right. Yeah. But I went over and I, I was like, I just have to tell you, like, you're amazing, gorgeous. You dress just perfect. And she's like, oh my God, thank you. And that was it. And I was like, okay. And I left, you know? And then later she was like, oh, could I get a dance from you? And I was like, all right. And so I went and I gave her some dances and it was so, so amazing. It was so hot and sexy and like our bond. It was just one of those things where you just feel like an initial connection with a person. And I have that a lot where it's like, you're just, I'm just like drawn to this human for some reason. And then we have this like amazing physical time together. And then, and then we leave and it's just, and it's this beautiful moment that's not soiled by anything else. Mm -hmm. It's just, just that, just that moment. And I, I absolutely love it. Have you ever had a moment with someone like that that you were kind of, like, sad that it ended? Like, have you ever been like, come back? <laughs> or, like, we wanted more? I, I have also last night. Last night was an eventful <laughs> night. But Perfect. I had a client who um, I really loved him. He was such a just such a dream. He was so sweet. So, um, I was physically attracted to him and, and our time dances together were always so hot and awesome. And yesterday he came into the club and the last time he came into the club, he took me and my best, my best dancer friends, uh, to get dances together. And last night he came into the club and he just spent time with her. And so I was like, Oh, it feels like my boyfriend is making out with my best friend. Like that sucks. But, but then it's also like, I mean, go girl, you know, she's my fucking best friend. Like, obviously I support all the girls in that club and I'm all about it, you know? So it's like, ah, you can't be too mad. Like I'm mad at him. Cause like, bitch, what? <laughs> I thought we had something, but whatever, <laughs> but you know, you can't be, so that has happened. Um, and then I've had, I've had 
you know, people that come into the club and then it bleeds out into real life. I had a, a boy come in and we were, it was one of those times where we were just like drawn to each other, come to find out he's a sub. So that was amazing. So we spent all this time where he was like, I have to talk about, he was like a baby. He's like 21 years old. Right. So he's like, I've got to talk about all this stuff. And so he's just like telling me about all his fetishes and all of his kinks and all this stuff. And I'm like, Oh, that's amazing. And he, he's opening up to me about how like he loves trans women and you know, all this and just like talking. And it was, we had such a great bond. And that was like, maybe two months ago, I talked to that man every single fucking day. Every <laughs> single day I talked to him. And it's just like, hey, how are you? And like, how's it going? And we just kind of chit chat. And he'll just send me money randomly, like over cash apps and stuff. And it, we just have like a great friendship now. It's also kind of a weird like Dom sub thing. But <laughs> it's just this great relationship that I have cultivated with this man from coming into the club and just spending time together. I think that's great though. Like that he was so excited about finding someone to like talk to. Well, cause think about, about it, stuff. you know, in the normal world, he probably, he can't fucking just go out and talk about that. Obviously. You know? But I'm saying it's just so like, I like that makes me giddy hearing yeah. you say that. Like that he was so excited to talk to you. Cause it's just like, Oh my God, I can tell someone stuff. And that's yeah. kind of what I love I, about the podcast. And, I, and, like, and I, I put that specifically on my uh, seeking arrangement site also is that, I am a switch and that I do not kink shame or sexuality shame. So I get a lot of men that are like, I need to talk to you about this thing. I'm like, great, let's go to lunch and talk about it. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, and that's why so many like men just tell me random ass shit about their sex life because they, I, they can't tell fucking anybody else. I feel like sex work and psychology should, should like go hand in hand. I feel like a lot of people in the industry um, like do a lot of, therapy on the side yeah (laughs) and that that is why i was so wanting to be a sex therapist for so long but then you see that like psychology and a lot of in a lot of practices and in a lot of sex therapy practices is like problem based like trying to find solutions Mm -hmm. but like there's not a problem you just like different things and like that's a lot of what people go into sex therapy for is like like we said before well my husband has a sex addiction no he doesn't yeah. have a sex addiction <laughs> like he's not addicted to sex he is sexual because that's how he was fucking born and uh you know i don't know it's a very shaming thing too and so that's why i think a lot of people try to uh get sex workers to be therapists because they get it they they get the whole you know we should start a program pretty sex positive and pretty sex open and it's a safe space and men men don't really talk together especially about their sex lives oh, like, about not things in a like that, that in a way yeah that is helpful right it's like yeah. oh man i fucked this girl bone this I mean, chick yeah <laughs> yeah she let me put it in her ass like that's it and yeah it doesn't really get very deep whereas you know i get men that are like man i'm just really into this thing and i don't know why and then we just start talking about it and then they find out why you know Mm -hmm. in our conversation they answer their own question or (laughs) you know men that it's like and it doesn't even fucking matter like that's your thing like it it really doesn't matter why it's your thing it's your thing and that's fine and you should be able to experience it and express it in a safe space and a lot of men find that sex workers are the safe space and it can be kind of like the gateway drug to exploring it with you know, their partners in their real life. And like that man um, who wanted a financial dominatrix and we did the cash and everything, he's married, 
And he was the first man I've been on a day with who was like, I love my wife. I love her so much. I love our, our life together. I love our children. She's hot as fuck. Like he just went on this huge thing during our day, you know, about how much he loves her. And it was so beautiful, but he, he just, but he can't experience this with her. She's just not open to this part of him. And he tried, he tried and he couldn't. And you know, he's got to have it. And I don't really like with the married men. I don't know. I don't really care or know like what's up behind the scenes. It right. could be, this could be part of their foreplay for all I fucking <laughs> yeah. know. She could have a side piece too for all I fucking know. I don't know. Yeah. So, you know, but I think that that's cool to be able to experience it with somebody. You've got to, you've got to do the thing. Mm-hmm. So to be able to do the thing in a safe space is, is important. It yeah. is. Oh, and I just, um, uh, fuck. I just blanked. God damn it. Um, oh, well, yeah. So what we were just saying about, um, like, well, why do I like this? And I, and, um, I think everyone just tries to, we're a society that just like, well, why, well, why, well, why? And like, you're saying you have these bubble moments and people don't experience the bubble moments as much because everyone wants a, well, what is this? Well, what are we doing? Well, what are we doing now? Well, what are we going to do tomorrow? Are you going to come visit me again tomorrow? Like no one just takes what is in front of them for what it is. And, um, I think that that's a bigger picture is everyone could benefit from doing that and just chilling the fuck out. Yes, girl. I mean, I even do that with my pet and we've been together, like I said, for two years, but every time I'm with him, I, I love this time we're having together and like, I'm, I'm so in love with you and I feel this love with you and, and we have all that. And then when I leave, I take time for myself to just like, and put it to the side and let it go. And then that's it. That was a great moment Mm -hmm. that I will not let be soiled by anything else that happens because I mean, we're all humans. We all make mistakes. Him and I have had so many problems, of course, in our relationship (laughs) as any relationship, but, but I love all of our moments. Yeah. Um, like for people that don't understand really what we're saying by, you know, that it's kind of like um, how people meet someone and they're like so sexually attracted to them and the, the, the energy is like so perfect and it's so there. And then they have sex with that person because they had to know and they had to take it there and it's not as good as if they just fucking left it in the box. <laughs> and like that right. was the moment. That was all the moment should have been. <laughs> but yes. yeah. Uh. I like this, I like this moment method. Yeah, the moment method. But see, this Pugs. is how this Pugs. is how I was feeling about. I know the married guy. No, I mean oh. yeah, but no, but I mean like more so that this guy that I'm sleeping with is the moment. Is that it's been like I like spending time with him and it's great, but then I leave him and and it's a separate thing. But like you and everyone else want to try and push <laughs> it into something else. <laughs> All right, all right. I'll let you have the. And I'll let you have the moments. You gotta fuck up my moments. <laughs> you have those bubble moments, and I will. I will I let you go. That way was one of the best things. What'd you say? I lost uh, you. Something. Y'all broke up now. I don't. No, you're good. You're good. Uh, being able uh, to train my brain that way, and it, it took some brain training because oh, yeah. I definitely used to be an obsessive, jealous, like you know, compulsive oh, yeah. person. And I just, I took some time to train my brain to be able to have experiences with people and then let them go. But it has been one of the most healthy things I have ever done for myself. I am the happiest person I've ever been because I don't dwell on what could be or what could have been or, you know, what should be or anything. I just experience what's going on and and let it be what it is exactly. And don't, you know, expectations are the killer of joy. 
So as long as you have no expectations, fucking it's all up from here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I'm there yet with like every aspect of my <laughs> life, but I'm working on it. The mo- the moment method. The moment method. That's what's going to be my new my new. And I'm going to uh, just say life. it right here that it's pa- it's patent pending. So if anyone tries to fuck it up, keep, I got this on podcast dated. Uh, the moment method. Keep an eye out for our seminars about the moment method. It is method. Sunday, April 29th at two twenty two twenty eight. If anyone tries after this point, it's fucking game over. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Moment Method Sex Workers for Liberation. Pugs, I like it. Are we starting a movement? Yeah. <laughs> uh, like a therapist clinic. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, a therapist <laughs> clinic. We do seminars on the side. You can come hear us speak. <laughs> All of will be there. I feel like it's a gold... This podcast is a gold mine for ideas that never go anywhere. <laughs> <Right>. like, <laughs> But you've got them all recorded for <laughs> Recorded for posterity. I gotta go back. Now I'm, like, tripping out. Right. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I think I've hit my max. Um, uh, Do you have to pee? No, I'm good. Oh. I'm, I'm not drinking alcohol. But I'm, and I'm so dehydrated <laughs> that I'm, uh, I've been drinking for three days with my crazy family. So I'm a little... Whew, um, but... Do you want uh, to do the wrap-up? Uh... Oh, um, well, Olive, I know, you know, that's... Uh, your sex work name and everything so do you have a like if anyone wants to talk to you like you said about sex work or anything do you have a place they can reach you at i do you can email me at uh olive stronger at gmail.com mm-hmm. um or if you feel so compelled to just send me money because you're awesome <laughs> yes. uh, you can send me money <laughs> on cash app at Olive Stronger, little dollar sign Olive Stronger. I'm Olive Stronger all over the place. Hey, and so that's Olive. Um, like there's no dots, there's no anything, just Olive Stronger. Olive Stronger, yep. Boom. Everyone, that Boom. is very simple. Send her money, guys. Yep. Yeah, send me money. Send me <laughs> emails if you have questions about sex work. If you uh, have questions about where I work and you want to come see me. I really hope that someone just gets her email from this and sends her fucking money. Like I'm, I am in it, I'm in it to win. It. Yeah, oh, like send her fucking money. Maybe send her money now. That sounded good. You're gonna, yeah, trying out your dominant side. Do it. Yeah, no. Yeah, fucking right. No fucking way. Uh, my voice is Excuse going to. Excuse me. Could you please send her money, please now? <laughs> All right. So as always. <laughs> That didn't work out again. You can find <laughs> you can find all of our social media at thenaughtystrawberry.com. You can email us at thenaughtystrawberry at yahoo.com. And Olive, thank you so much for being here. This was um this was a tons of fun. And I'm glad hey. we finally got to do this because we've been talking about it for a while. Oh my god, I know. Yeah, I'm glad too. As you see, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and we're done. <laughs>